Hello, I'm Clive Nash. Welcome to Let God Speak. How good is your memory? We often hear folks say they have a poor memory for people's names. For some, painful events in the past are put away into a corner not to be visited. But God wants us to remember some vital truths. In today's episode, we look at some of those events worth remembering. I invite you to take your Bible and come with us as we begin. panel today, we have Hannah Nakagawa and Alan Sonder. Welcome, Alan and Hannah. Good to have you with us today as we Welcome. begin our discussion. But before we talk, let us uh, talk to our Heavenly Father. Our loving Father in heaven, we just want to thank you that you have given us the Word of God, the Bible. We thank you for inspiring the Bible writers so long ago. But today we want to be inspired by that same Holy Spirit as we are led to understand it. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, our topic today is remember, do not forget. Uh, Hannah, you're familiar with the, the lesson quarterlies that the Seventh-day Adventist Church produces every quarter. Uh, what usually occurs towards the, the top of, of each lesson? Sure. So since we are talking about remember, you must be referring to the memory texts. So let us go to um, Deuteronomy chapter 9, verse 7. So this is the text for this lesson. Um, Deuteronomy chapter 9, verse 7. It says, Remember, do not forget how you provoked the Lord your God to wrath in the wilderness. From the day that you departed from the land of Egypt until you came to this place, you have been rebellious against the Lord. So here, um, Moses is remind, reminded um, Israel of God's deliverance from his Egyptian bondage. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now remember, do not forget. Uh, yeah. Alan, these seem to be sort of like opposites, don't they? Uh, <laughs> is this a, a Bible method of, of expression itself? Well, actually, repetition is one of the techniques the Bible writers use for emphasis. emphasis. For example, if you like to turn in your Bible to Psalm 77 and verse 11, we read, I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember your wonders of old. So we have two expressions here, the works of the Lord, the wonders of old. They're just basically two ways of saying the same thing to emphasize the point. And uh, it... Uh, David here is saying that we need to remember and uh, we need to remember what the Lord does for us too. Mm. So sometimes, but, sometimes the Bible expresses it in opposites, like contrasting ideas. Yeah. Um, and as many of the Proverbs are like that, aren't they? Well, we learn that uh, if we memorize Bible verses, then when we come to times of difficulty, the Lord can put them into our minds and can help mm. us. Yeah. Yeah, the word remember actually occurs uh, about 230 times in the Bible, in the New King James Version. Um, the first time is in Genesis chapter 8 and verse 1, where it says here that God remembered Noah 
and every living thing and all the animals that were with him in the ark. And God made a wind pass over the earth and the waters subsided. Uh, so what's happening here in this story, Hannah? Yes. God remembering. <laughs> yes. So here God has sent a flood, universal flood to the earth and Noah and his family were saved. And next chapter, chapter 9 and verse 15 and 16, it says this, And I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. The water shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. The rainbows shall be in the cloud and I will look on it to remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. So God has given rainbow um, for the remembrance that mm. he will never destroy the earth by the flood again. Mm. Uh, uh, Alan, uh, does God need a memory aid like the rainbow? God doesn't need any memory aids. In fact, uh, if we look in Isaiah 46, verse 10, we read, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. God knows everything. So he doesn't need to uh, have a memory aid. We are the ones that need the memory aid. Mm. We need to be able to remember what God has done so that it encourages us. Yes. Yeah. And I also want to um, add that every time the Christians see the rainbow, we can also remember that God is faithful to uh, his promises to us. Yes. Um, you know, many scientists today, um, uh, they, they see evidences for Noah's flood. They, they believe in the creation story and, and they say the flood is not a myth that really happened. Um, but what was the, and other, other scientists have a completely opposite idea. Um, what was the, uh, the majority view, do you think, in, in Noah's day, Hannah? Yes, so only Noah and his wife and his three sons and their wives was um, believed they were saved because they entered the ark. But the majority obviously did not believe um, that the flood was coming and they have never seen um, rain. They have never seen the boat. And um, so the wise men of the Noah's day said that the law of nature were fixed, that um, it's always the same. Um, and um, as the lesson author says this, before the flood, people argued based on the laws of nature that it couldn't come. But after the flood, people argue based on the law of nature that it never came to begin with. <laughs> yes, and people are still taking these sort of views today, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. And uh, Alan, uh, the gospel uh, songwriter, uh, John Peterson wrote many lovely songs, but one in particular I remember that says, every time I see a rainbow uh, written in the sky above, I remember God's great mercy and his messages of love. Um, so what, what does the, uh, the sight, you know, when you see a rainbow in the sky, does that mean anything to you? What does it, what does it mean? Well, when I see a rainbow in the sky, um, I actually think of of the, uh, the fact that I can trust God. Because you see, you only see a rainbow when the sun is behind and the clouds are in front. So when you see a rainbow, it reminds you that God is shining through all the problems you may have. 
I can recall on one occasion flying about 3,000, 30,000 feet above the Pacific in an aeroplane, and I looked out the window downwards and I saw a complete circle, rainbow. The sun behind, clouds below, and I thought, that's amazing. That's how the rainbow reminds me of God. Mm. Mm. Amen. His God and his covenant promises. Um, I'd like to, uh, to go back. We're studying the book of Deuteronomy uh, at the moment, and I'd like to go back to Deuteronomy chapter 4 and verse 34. Uh, here Moses is writing and he says, Or did God ever try to go and take for himself a nation uh, from the, the midst of another nation by trials, by signs, by wonders, by war, by a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, and by great terrors, according to all that the Lord God did for you in Egypt before your eyes. Um, you know, the Exodus theme, um, Moses is reminding them of their, their being brought out from Egypt. Mm. And the Exodus theme is a very important one in Jewish history and theology. Um, you know, I think, for example, Leon Uris wrote a novel called Exodus and was later made into a film, uh, 1958 novel. Uh, how important was the memory of the, of the Exodus to Moses, Hannah? Yes. Um, as we read the next verses, um, it says from verse 35, To you it was shown that you might know that the Lord himself is God. There is none other besides him. Out of heaven he lets you hear his voice that he might instruct you. On earth he showed you his great fire, and you heard his word out of the midst of the fire. And because he loved your fathers, therefore he chose their descendants after them. And he brought you out of Egypt with his presence, with his mighty power, driving out from before you nation greater and mightier than you, to bring you in, to give you their land as an inheritance as it is this day. So here, uh, Moses has reminded Israel that, again, um, God delivered them out of Egypt and uh, also the promise um, of their inheritance, Canaan. And here, um, Dr. David Emmanuel, an American Christian theo theo theologian, noted like this. He says that Exodus, which effectively recalls the formation of the Jewish people, represents the most important tradition in Israel's um, history and is undoubtedly the most prevalent and influential tradition recorded in the Bible. This is a strong word, mm. the most important tradition. Mm. So, uh, Owen, why was it important to remember the Exodus story? Well, Actually, the book of Deuteronomy is Moses' account reminding the people about the story. And in Deuteronomy chapter 4 and verses 37 and 39 and 40, we read, And he brought you out of Egypt with his presence, with his mighty power. And then in verse 39, he goes on to say, Therefore, know this day and consider it in your heart that the Lord himself is God in heaven above and on the earth beneath. There is no other. And you shall therefore keep his statutes and his commandments, which I command you today. So there are two therefores, which means 
that uh, Moses uh, is uh, saying, we've got to remember that God is the God. He's the one who saved you in the Exodus. And therefore, you've got to remember that he is the only God. And also, you've got to remember that you need to obey him in gratitude for what he's done. Mm. So those two things, that God is God and that we need to obey him because of what he has done. Okay, thanks for that, uh, Alan. And uh, Hannah, do you see a, a parallel between um, the, the slavery freedom story and, and the Christian gospel? Yeah. Yes, most definitely. Um, let us read Romans chapter 5, verse 8. It says, But God demonstrated his own love toward us in that while we were sinners, still sinners, Christ died for us. Mm. So Jesus died for us um, while we were sinners. And chapter 6, verse 17 and 18 continues like this. But God be thanked that though you were slaves of sin, yet you obeyed um, from the heart that form of doctrine to which you were delivered. Verse 18, and having been set free from sin, you became slaves of righteousness. So here, um, born again Christian, we used to be uh, slaves of sin, but because of Jesus, we were set free. That's a, that's a nice sort of kind of slavery, really, isn't it? Because the master is a much better master yes. <laughs> when we see of Christ. Mm. You know, being slaves of righteousness, mm. uh, servants of righteousness, um, you know, over in the last book of the Bible, Revelation chapter 14 and verse 12, uh, it says here that here is the, the patience of the saints. Here are those who keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Um, just like Israel's response of obedience, uh, God's last day remnant people also have faith and obedience. And how can we, how can we make that personal, do you think, Alan? Well, uh, here in Australia, we uh, live in a very prosperous country and uh, it's, uh, it's easy for us to just get into the run of having what we need and being self-sufficient. Mm. And it's very easy to overlook the fact yeah, that... Uh, materialistic too, can we? Yes. Very materialistic. Mm. Whereas when something goes wrong, like a pandemic then we start to look back and evaluate where we're going and what we're doing. And sometimes we have to make some serious changes. Mm. Mm. Yeah, when it comes to war or natural disasters, mm. Uh, mm. Yeah, these kind of things wake us up, don't they? They do. Um, going back to Deuteronomy again, uh, chapter 4, and uh, I'd like to read verse 9 this time. Uh, Only take heed to yourself and diligently keep yourself lest you forget the things your eyes have seen, unless they depart from your heart all the days of your life. And then it adds this thought here in the last uh, sentence of this verse, and teach them to your children and your grandchildren. Mm. Uh, so what do you notice about this counsel, Hannah, if I can ask you uh, that one? Yes, there are two action words here, take heed and um, forget. So um, here um, it's reminding to um, pass on what happened, to remember um, what happened to next generation. And in the next, um, 
no, next chapter, but um, the same chapter, but verse 23, the same concept is repeated here. Take heed to yourself, lest you forget the covenant of the Lord your God, which he made with you, and make for yourselves a carved image in the form of anything which the Lord your God has forbidden you. Here again, um, Moses is um, reminded the danger of the idolatry here uh, as well. And, and the danger of forgetting the way the yes. Lord has led in the past, isn't mm. it? Um, was, is Moses just talking about um, you know, memory loss uh, when he warns against forgetting Alan? I think he's talking about much more than simple memory loss. He's talking about the situation where we get into a, a rut, if you like, in our lives and uh, we know what's right, but uh, we sometimes uh, just don't have the motivation to do it. And so we get into the situation where, where we, we just drift along, forgetting that God really is the one in whose hands our lives are. And it reminds me of the story of Pastor Peter Watts. Peter, Pastor Peter Watts, he uh, actually uh, was, was uh, told about the Bible by a, a fellow who had been an Adventist, but who had left the faith, but he still remembered the truths that he knew from the Bible, but he wasn't living them. But the interesting thing was that his witness led Peter Watts, Peter Watts, yes, mm. led Peter Watts to accept Bible truth and he became a, an Adventist, he became a minister. And the good part of the story is that the fellow who ta taught him later came back into the faith as well. Mm. Mm. Thanks the Lord. <laughs> yes, you know, we, we don't forget um, Bible truths that we're taught when we're young. That's a good thing for us to teach our children. And uh, as it says in the verse, our grandchildren as well. Um, just um, let's go over to Deuteronomy chapter 8. And I'm going to read verses 7 and 8. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 7 says this, For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land of brooks of water, of fountains and springs that flow out of valleys and hills. And then verse 8 says, A land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive oil and honey. <laughs> you know, uh, I've, I've been to Israel and there are parts of Israel that are very barren, um, but, but are there also parts... Uh, uh, Alan, that you, I like this description of this, all this plenty and, and bounty. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, there are parts of Israel that are very fertile. And in fact, the, uh, the land was very different from the land of Egypt. You will recall that uh, in describing the land of Egypt, God reminded them that back there they had to irrigate their gardens. But he says in the, in the land I'm taking you to, there's enough rain. I'll always provide what is needed to make your crops grow well. Just be faithful to me and you will experience the blessings. Yeah, and that's why we get references and, to former rain and latter rain and so on. In connection. Yes, yeah. actually verse, chapter, uh, verse 9 of the chapter you just read, ch uh, chapter 8, Deuteronomy 8, a land 
Jesus, God describes as a land in which you will eat bread without scarcity, in which you will lack nothing, a land whose stones are iron and out of whose hills you can dig copper. So not only food, but the minerals that we need, God promised all of those things. Mm. Yes. You know, um, I once uh, remember talking to a, a Christian minister of, uh, I think it was Presbyterian minister, actually. And uh, he said to me, he was a bit disheartened. He said, the, you know, the people of this town uh, have two gods, science and sport. <laughs> um, in other words, sport, sport was their religion and science was going to be their savior. If there's a problem, science will fix it. Um, what was the, the possible uh, risk canner of the, all this abundance that was going to be there in the land of Israel? Well, was there some risk to it? Yes, definitely. Forgetting God. Hmm. Notice that this idea is repeated here again. Um, Deuteronomy chapter 8, 11 to 17, it says, Be aware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments, his judgment, and his statutes which I commanded you today. Least when you have eaten and are full, uh, have built beautiful houses and dwell in them. And when your herds and your flocks multiply and your silver and your gold are multiplied and all that you have is multiplied when your heart is lifted up and you forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, who led you through that great and terrible wilderness in which were fiery um, serpent and scorpions and thirsty land where there, um, there was no waters who brought water for you out of the filthy rock for uh, who fed you in the wilderness, which manna, which your fathers did not know that he might humble you and that he might test you to do you good in the end. Then you say in your heart, my power and the might of my hand have gained me this wealth. Well, Alan pointed out previously, but Australia is a very uh, high standard country and the Japan, which is my home country as well, that people feel no need of God. We have um, wealth and everything and we ourselves become like a God. And um, the pride like um, um, King Nebuchadnezzar in um, ancient Babylon, um, we can be proud. But the wise person will always acknowledge that um, um, blessing comes from God. God, that all the good things come from God. And um, we need to remember that um, we are the stewards to him. Mm. Yeah, what, what further warning did God give Israel um, through Moses in, in this chapter, Hannah? Yes, um, verse 19 and 20, um, the next verse, it says this, Then it shall be, if you by any means forget the Lord your God and follow other gods and serve them and worship them, I testify against you this day that you shall surely perish. As the nation which the Lord destroys before you, so you shall perish because you would not be obedient to the voice of the Lord your God. So it says that the nation perish. And when Israel returned to Jerusalem after the Babylonian captivity, it seems that they were in danger um, of looking to their own comfort and neglecting the temple. So materialism can 
still be trap for us as well today. Mm. Yeah, it, it can be a trap, can't it? You know, we, if we have everything we need, you know, why do we need God? Um, and there was a danger for, for Israel. And I think that's a lesson for us too. Um, what, what do you think, Alan? I noticed that um, in the parable Jesus told of what we call the sower, he says in Mark chapter 4 and verse 19, talking about those who, who uh, or the, the seed that had fallen among the weeds, he says, and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things enter in and choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. It's very possible that when we have all that we need, we become self-sufficient and we don't realize that we are poor and need God's help. Uh, I have a good friend who wrote a book and it's called Help, I've Been Blessed. <laughs> and the thought was that he had in mind was there's a real danger when you've been blessed with material things that you'll forget about the spiritual. Mm, yes, you remind me of the counsel to the Laodicean church uh, yes. there in that regard, Alan. Um, uh, let's uh, have a look at, back in Deuteronomy again. And uh, Deuteronomy, of course, is the second expression of the law. Um, and we have the law here in Deuteronomy chapter 5. In particular, I'd like us to remember, uh, look at verse 15. Deuteronomy 5.15 says this, And remember, what are we to remember? And remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt. And the Lord your God brought you out from there by a mighty hand and by an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God commanded you to keep the Sabbath day. So here's an additional reason why we should keep the Sabbath in Exodus chapter 20. It's because God's creator. And here it's because God is the savior and the redeemer. Um, so slavery had been uh, their lot in Egypt. And what ceremony uh, reminded the Israelites of their deliverance, Hannah? Yes, um, it will be found in um, Deuteronomy 16, verse 2 and 3, um, and verse 12 of us all. Therefore, you shall sacrifice the Passover to the Lord your God from the flocks and the herd, and in the place where the Lord choose to put his name. You shall eat no lead, um, leaven a bread with it. Seven days you shall eat unleavened a bread with it. That is the bread of um, affliction. For you came out of the land of Egypt in haste, that you may remember the day in which you came out of the land of Egypt all the days of your life. Verse 12, it says, and you shall remember that you were a slave in Egypt, that, and you shall be careful to observe um, these statues. So many, um, after um, many years later, even now, um, um, yeah, Jews are celebrating this Passover. Um, but Jesus replaced the Passover with the Lord's Supper and um, Holy Communion. Mm. Well, thank you, Alan. And thank you, Hannah, for your thoughts today. Um, it's been good to have you with us. You know, I like the advice in the book, The Desire of Ages, it would be well for us to spend a thoughtful hour each day in contemplation of the life of Christ. We should take it point by point and let the imagination grasp each scene, especially the closing ones. Well, our topic today was remember, do not forget. That's good advice for all of us. 
We're glad you joined us on Let God Speak. Remember, all past programs plus teacher's notes are available on our website, 3abnaustralia.org.au. Email us if you wish on lgs at 3abnaustralia.org.au. We hope that you'll join us again next time. Until then, may God richly bless you. You have been listening to Let God Speak, a production of 3ABN Australia Television. To catch up on past programs, please visit 3abnaustralia.org.au. Call us in Australia on 02 4973 3456 or email radio at 3abnaustralia.org.au. We'd love to hear from you.